Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. As far as the person of Jesus is concerned, the divine personality, yes, put him in the class by himself. But when it comes to his works, do not put them in a class by themselves because they couldn't be. Jesus said, the works that I do shall he do also. Welcome to Rama for Today. This week we'll start a new series from Kenneth E. Hagin's classic series, Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. This is a great time of teaching. Also, later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin with today's message. If you have your Bibles, you can open them first of all to Matthew, the ninth chapter. And hold that place because I'm going to come back a little later to the eighth chapter of Matthew. Matthew, the ninth chapter, and we shall begin to read with the 35th verse. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness or every manner of sickness and every manner of disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth the laborers into his harvest. Then turning to the fifth chapter of John's gospel, we read, beginning with the very first verse, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, or we would say in that condition. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward Jesus findeth him in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him, 
because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. And Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself. But what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Then in the 14th chapter of John's Gospel, in the 12th verse we read, where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now, uh, Jesus declared here in this verse that we that believe on him, I believe on him, don't you? That the works that he did, that we would do also. Hallelujah. Well, if we are to do those works, we need to study real carefully to see just how Jesus did them. You see, we fail to see clearly as we should some things because of traditional or church teaching. Church teaching is not always necessarily scriptural teaching. Traditional teaching is not always necessarily biblical. Now, for instance, if you do make reference to the ministry of Jesus at all, then some people immediately say, well, yes, but now he was the son of God. Well, of course he was. See, they make a true statement, but they infer something that's untrue. They infer that nobody could minister in any way like he did. Well, if that would be the case, then Jesus didn't know what he was talking about when he said, the works that I do shall he do also. You see, what happened is that the church as a whole have put the ministry of Jesus in a class by itself. Now, as far as the person of Jesus is concerned, the divine personality, yes, put him in the class by himself. But when it comes to his works, do not put them in a class by themselves because they couldn't be. Jesus said, the works that I do shall he do also. And if that's the case, then they couldn't be in a class by themselves. So, by supposing that the ministry of Jesus or the works of Jesus are in a class by themselves as he is a person or personality is, then we have not examined his works very closely because we thought, well, I couldn't do that anyway. Isn't that not right? So, because he did say, the works that I do shall he do also, and he that's going to do these works isn't the preacher. He didn't say, verily, verily, I say unto you, the preachers that believe on me, the works I do. No, he said, he that believeth on me. This is talking about all believers. He that believeth on me, the works that I do. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shall ye do also, and greater works than these shall ye do? Now, one reason that he said we would do these works, and even greater, was because I go unto my Father. Well, now, what's going to happen because he goes unto his Father? Well, one thing about it is that the new birth becomes available to mankind. You see, uh, somebody said, well, now, you mean that the, the apostles were not born again? Well, now, let's just stop and ask yourself this question. What does the Bible say? 
Well, Romans 10, 9 and 10 said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Well, while Jesus was here on the earth, did the apostles believe that? No, because he hadn't been raised from the dead, so they couldn't believe that. So they were not saved in the sense that we're saved. Are you listening to me? Now you say, well, didn't they have the sins forgiven? Oh, yes. But you see, there's a vast difference between having your sins forgiven and being born again. You see, you who have been born again, if you sin, then you confess your sin and he forgives your sin, but you're not born again again. If that had been the case, some of you has been born again again a thousand times. <laughs> but you can't be born again again. Are you listening to him? No, the disciples and the apostles who walked with Jesus uh, had their sins forgiven on the same basis that folks under the Old Covenant, Old Testament, had their sins forgiven. But blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you see, a new program has come in. Glory to God. You see, Jesus is going away because I go unto my Father. Well, he died. He shed his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. He was raised from the dead. And remember that he met Mary there at the tomb after his resurrection and said to Mary, touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my father. Now notice here that he said, you're going to do these works because I go unto my father. So he hadn't gone to the father yet. Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended unto my father and unto my God. And so, later then, a few days later, he appeared to the disciples, and they said it's a spirit or a ghost. And you remember that Jesus said, handle me. In other words, touch me. A spirit has not flesh and bone. So then something had to happen between the time Mary saw him and the disciples saw him, because he said to Mary, don't touch me. The reason he said, don't touch me, I've not yet ascended. Now you come over to the book of Hebrews and you find out what happened. He ascended on high and he entered into the heavenly holies of holies with his own blood, hallelujah, to obtain an eternal redemption for us, hallelujah. And so you see, we're redeemed, glory to God, redeemed. That's one reason we're gonna do the works and greater works than he did because now, you see, these other folks had a promissory note on it. They could cash it in now <laughs> and get the reality of it. But we don't have a promissory note on it. We've got the reality of it, of redemption, of redemption, of redemption. Hallelujah. Redeemed from sin. Redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Redeemed from spiritual death. Redeemed from sickness. Redeemed from poverty. See, Galatians 3.13 tells you exactly what you're redeemed from. Well, another thing is the Holy Ghost would come. Notice reading further here in this same 14th chapter, remember that he said, the works that I do shall ye do also because I go to my Father. Because I go to my Father. Because I go to my Father. Well, another thing that's going to happen because he goes to his Father is as in the 16th verse he said, and I will pray the Father. Now you see, the works that I do shall he do. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall ye do because I go to my Father. And I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter or another helper that he may abide with you forever. 
even the spirit of truth. That's the 16th and 17th verses. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I have some things here and, and, that will and help you. That will really help you. I think these really is is something that every Christian ought yes. to have. Yes. And, and and it's a CD that I did every member a minister. Mm-hmm. Some so many times they relegate minister to somebody stands by. No, a minister is somebody that takes the good news to somebody. That's right. And every member a minister and then a, a book that I put together called of God. Everybody's called to God to do something. That's right. Everybody, everybody that's in the that's on the team is called of God to do something. That's, now this is a, a fourteen ninety five. It's a four, five dollar savings. Five dollar savings. That's right. Oh, great, great. Retail normally nineteen ninety five. Hey, we go, want you to have this book. Yeah, go to offer. go to the go to your your computer right now. Yes. And go there and and and. and Order it That's right now. Right. Get it. That's right. You need this. It will really help you. If you're having trouble understanding where you fit in and how to fit in, these two things right here will, will get you involved. They will tell you how to get involved. That's right. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Hagen will continue his message on Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.